some friend. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Never Let a Unicorn Wear a Tutu, by Diane Alber, published by Diane Alber Art, LLC. Never Let a Unicorn Wear a Tutu is a tale about a girl who was warned, but lets a unicorn try on her tutu anyway. Antics ensue, but something is bothering this unicorn. Will the unicorn glisten and shine in the tutu, or will she be this little girl's worst nightmare, tearing the place up like a coked-up supermodel in Ibiza? Well, I hope you're stretched out and brought your ballet slippers. Grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We open on our main character, a little girl. We don't get her name, and I don't believe we ever will. She tells us that in passing, a friend told her the title of the book. But then she's like, Well, I already bought a tutu, and I'm not going to let it just sit in the closet. It's gorgeous! She tells us the tutu she bought was made for a unicorn. How exactly is that? When she bought it, did they tell her there was extra room for the ass end? That's not very nice. I wouldn't be admitting that. Just say it's not your size instead of body shaming someone, girlfriend. After some pontification, she skips over the part of her giving it to the unicorn and right to the unicorn already wearing it. Not the smoothest transition there. And the unicorn does exactly what you would expect anyone to do in a tutu. She dances all over the place. Like a girl at the club, who just got in a big fight with her boof, and she's just gonna let it all out. Yeah, it was a lot of dancing. Get it, girl! Screw him and let's go get some free drinks from some guys. Hey, want a drink? This Manhattan is half full. What do you think? Who's your friend dancing like she's a part of the New Zealand rugby team? Ha! 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 Oh, Danielle? She just got in a big fight with her boyfriend. Don't mind her. After she's all danced out, quote, She took off running! Where are you going? I shouted. End quote. Yeah, this girl's telling the story in the first person. It's more than difficult to follow. Anyway, the unicorn just up and darted like it was the end of the night, and she saw street food outside of the bar. Well, The unicorn actually saw this little girl's shoe collection and thought, well, she gave me a tutu for free. I'll test my luck and ask for a pair of shoes too. So the girl throws a pair of Uggs on her and says she can borrow them. Good luck getting those things back. She won't see those for about a year until they decide to go out and they're on unicorn's feet. I love your boots. Aren't those the ones I let you borrow? Now these are mine. I bought them at Nordstrom's for a really good deal. Aren't those size 9 Uggs? And aren't you an 8? Yeah, that's the only size they had. I could show you the receipt. It's just at my parents where I keep my receipts. Seeing how frustrated this girl is with her, the unicorn tries to butter this girl up by having her put on shoes with her. Sounds like fun, putting on your own shoes. But somehow this works. About as well as a hairnet on a man making food with his shirt off. Um, yeah, hi. I got hair in my food. I was wondering if you could remake it 
That's impossible. We're all wearing hairnets. So now that the unicorn is back in her good graces, she's like, you gave me an inch. I took a mile. So now I'm going to circumnavigate the globe. And the unicorn runs and jumps headfirst into this girl's bow collection. And we can see the unicorn is covered head to toe in bows. Oh, don't worry. The girl got two of them. Hey, at least the unicorn is sharing the girl's stuff. So don't you dare call this unicorn a mooch. She gives a lot to this girl. Like what, you ask? Well, um, let's see. There's companionship. What else? Um, no, she didn't buy her tutu. Or her clothes. Or the bows. Um, yeah, just companionship. But that's important. Well, this wild goose, sorry, wild unicorn chase continues. Right into this girl's valuables. And jewelry is flying everywhere. It looks like a rookie NBA player after his first payday in a jewelry store. Where the grills and the chains at? What's interesting is, the girl seems less frustrated with these charades. And she seems to gradually be getting on board. Like a friend who rode along to egg someone's house. I don't know, you guys. We shouldn't be doing this. Come on, it's just eggs. Yeah, but eggs are like $8 a carton. We didn't pay for them. In that case... Take that, Mr. Johnson. I hope you like your eggs sunny side up. My eye. Ha <laughs> ha This is fun. After all this accessorizing, the unicorn gets hungry. And what do unicorns eat? Hey? No, silly. Cupcakes. The worst of all the desserts. The poor man's cake. It must be that time of month, because instead of being happy, getting everything she wanted out of this little outing, Unicorn starts to bawl her eyes out. The girl tries to cheer Unicorn up, but to no avail. So she starts brainstorming. Quote, I began rummaging through my clothes and I pulled out a tutu and announced, Twinsies! Unicorn jump for joy! End quote. So let me get this straight. The unicorn got everything it wanted. It hardly cared about the girl and drug her all over the house. And after she was done ransacking the place, she noticed the girl had everything she had on but one thing. So she started bawling. So the girl felt the need to join in with the unicorn, to not let it down, and to become its partner in crime. Misery loves company. The book comes to an end on the girl trying to sum up the whole story and jam a moral down her throats about some bullshit that the unicorn showed her around and thought about the girl all day, which couldn't be furthest from the truth. The moral to this read is half true, and the part that's true is, misery loves company. Nothing this unicorn did was helpful. She destroyed everything, and even though the girl says otherwise, the unicorn's actions prove that it only thought about itself, only choosing to accessorize the girl after it got what it wanted. This is what friends who are up to no good do. They only think of themselves and then shame you for not doing it. And the part that's not accurate about the moral is, you don't need to join in. In fact, don't. So if you ever come across a unicorn wearing a tutu, whatever you do, don't entertain it. And run, gallop, or prance the other way. What do I think of Diane's work? Well, we reviewed another book of hers called I'm Not Just a Scribble, 
back on episode 238. And needless to say, similar issues came up. Diane has become pretty well known for her spot books as well, and it seems that she has quite the following. That being said, I thought this was a horrible moral. Shaming the girl like that just wasn't right. And the writing through the girl's first person point of view was just plain awkward. It was not well written at all. As for her pictures, they don't blow me away and they don't show much talent. But hey, they were hers, so that's huge bonus points. Her use of mainly using black and white and then making the tutu rainbow was a great way to make the tutu more special. After looking at many of the books Diane has come out with, it's clear Diane is a master marketer and produces whatever is in the zeitgeist at the time. And this one is no different with the unicorn and the rainbows. We know who this is marketed to. The female sex. So props to her for knowing her prospective buyer and making money. But the huge knock I have against Diane is making a book that just isn't any good. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 1.7. I'm turning my nose up at it, having none of it, and if someone shames me into taking a bite, I'll fake one. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.